Vav Amudet at the top. We just listed the five things that happened on Tisha B'Av and the five things that happened on Shiva Sabatamus. Um, so I think we're up to the sixth line where it says, Mishanichnas Av and Ma'atim Besimcha. When Av comes in, when the month of Av comes in, we reduce the amount of joy that we uh, allow for a sixth. I'll just get the door. Never mind. Okay. So the Mishnah continues and says as follows: Shabbat shechal tisha b'av liyobitocha. The week that tisha b'av falls out to be in it, asur milasaper umilachabes. Yeah, it is prohibited to get haircuts and to do laundry. This is the famous Shabuah shechalbo, which uh, we then extend to the nine days, the three weeks, all these different uh, prohibitions. But fundamentally, from the Mishnah, that's what we have here: Shabuah shechalbo. Um, which is what Shulchan Aruch actually mentions. Ubachamishi, and on a Thursday, and I think the context here is if it's Thursday when Tishaba falls on Friday, Mutarin, then you are allowed to get haircuts and to do laundry. Mifnek for the Shabbat. Because of the honor of Shabbat, um, since you're not really going to be able to prepare on Friday, if Tishaba falls on, on a Friday, then you can do it on Thursday. Um, although, I don't think in our calendar we have Tishaba falling on, on Fridays. Not, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. Erev Tisha B'Av. How about the, the day before Tisha B'Av? Lo yochal adam shnei tavshilin. person shouldn't have two different cooked foods. Rashi says, basar bedagim or basar betzim. Shalav. So, like, you know, meat and fish or something like that. Also, lo yochal basar. You shouldn't eat meat. Velo yishtayai. You shouldn't have wine. And this is also the, uh, the prohibition where we know, like, for instance, we keep in the nine days, no meat and wine. So that's, uh, this is this idea also. It says here, only Eretz Tisha B'Av, that's the extension that we have. He says, you should just change. Now we'll see, Rashi says, the Gemara will explain more, but it sounds like from the Mishnah, if you're just taking it at face value, it sounds like it means you should change up how you eat a little bit, maybe reduce it or something like that. Rabbi Yehuda actually requires people to turn their beds over. This is a practice that uh, was done by mourners during Shiva. And it's a practice that we also don't have nowadays, even during Shiva. And, uh, but the, even in the Mishnah here, it says, The Chachamim did not agree with him. They didn't think that he should do this. He was literally turning over their bed. I don't know. Their beds were a little different than ours. I don't know exactly what that looks like. But it's, the idea is to reduce the comfort. Um, so we do have a relic of this in the sense that sometimes there is a recommendation, let's say maybe if you use like two pillows to use one pillow, or some people don't use a pillow at all on Tisha B'Av. It's not an absolute requirement, but certainly people do uh, practice that way. But it's, but Kfiat Mita per se, we don't, we don't practice, um, even there, even uh, when someone's in Shiva or on. Okay, now switching gears. Ramashimagamil famously says there weren't any great days for Yisrael like the 15th of Av and Yom Kippur. Uh, that on those days, the daughters of, of Yerushalayim would go out in white garments, which were borrowed. Why were they borrowed? So as not to embarrass somebody who didn't have. So since they all sort of got it from the big, you know, gemach, no one really could show off. And all the... Uh, all these garments require, require tevilah to be put in the mikvah afterwards, um, or maybe before. Uh, well, sorry, Rashi says kodem before she'll bashum the fisha ain't kol achav bekiyab achav v'tashem and nida haytad. And I'm not sure about the the tuma status of each person, so just to be safe, they would put them in the mikvah first. Ubenot yisrael shalom yotzot v'cholot ukbekramim. 
uh, they would go out and they would dance in the uh, in the vineyards. Umahayu uh, umrot. What would they say? Bachur, young man, sana inecha. Raise up your eyes. Or a ma'ata See what you choose. Alti Don't pay attention to beauty. Pay attention to family. Sheker hachen behevel hayofi isha yirat Hashem hititalave. The pasuk from Mishlei, right? From Eishachayel, right? Uh, meaning that beauty is really a lie and worthless. What is really important is fear of Hashem. They, they praise this woman for her deeds and not for some of what she has. Also it says, Go ahead and see the daughters of Zion. What should you see? See the Melech Shlomo. Uh, the crown that his mother made for him on the day of his uh, wedding, the day of his gladness. So, uh, yeah, so the day of his wedding doesn't mean literally his wedding, it means Matan Torah, the relationship between Hashem and Israel, and so too, Simchat Libo is building the Beit Migdash. So they're saying pay attention much more to the more fundamental uh, principles than the you know, external type things. Which is sort of, a, although I would say a little ironic, though we'll see more in the Gemara. Maybe a tiny bit ironic, given like I think most people would say, like, you know, nowadays in our current culture, we would say, like, it's so sexist that girls go out and dance and guys just like pick out the girl they like. That sounds so, like, uh, uh, you know, and the materialist is the wrong word, but like, you know, external, you know. But when uh, they're saying dafka, like, but don't pay attention to that. Pay attention to the things that are really important. Okay, now the Gemara will go back to the original point we were making in the Mishnah, which is talking about the, t- the three times a year. When we have a duchening four times during the day, Shachos, Musa, Mincha, and the Elos. The Gemara says as follows: Bishlosha Prakim, Bashana Kohanim, Nosimet Kabiyam Bechulei. So there are three times a year with the Kohanim uh, duchen four times. The Gemara says Taniotu Mamadot Miikam Musaf. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, two of those three days, right? They don't end on Yom Kippur, but on Taniot and Ma'amadot, or fast days, and when the people had their Ma'amad in, uh, you know, for, for the Avodah and the Beit HaMikdash, is there Musaf those days? There's no Musaf those days. Mar says, Chisuri Mechzerah. No, you're right. There's a missing portion to the Mishnah. V'hachi Ketali, here's how we should read. V'shlosha prakim k'anim nosimit kapihem kol zman shmit palim. That's the extra phrase here. There are three times a year the k'anim duchin every time they daven. The yesh mehen, and among those some of them have arba pemi bayom. There's four times during the day, which is shachrim musab minchon nila. Meaning, theoretically, you can go up to that. That uh, Those are the four possible tefilot. Ve'elohen shoshah prakim. And here are the three different days: taniot umamadot yom kippurim. Okay, but each day would have its own set of tefilot. So Yom Kippur has all four. Taniot umamadot would only have three out of the four. Um, it sounds no. It sounds like not even not because the mamadot, for instance, right? That's what they do back in their houses, not when they're in the Beit Hamikdash. So don't we have this now? Don't we say it's meant to do every day? To do what? To dochen? Yeah. No. This is the, the chiddush in the Mishnah is that they would do it every single tefillah. We we normally only have dochening during shacharit and maybe musaf if it's relevant. We don't normally dochen during mincha, which we'll get to on the yamid here, and in the ilah we don't even have. Okay. Amar of Nachman, Amar Rabba Baravua, Zodivrei Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Nachman says in the name of Rabbi Baravua, this is the opinion of Rabbi Meir, that we have such a thing, you duchen all four times. Aba Chachamim Omrim, Shacharit Musaf, Yesh Bem Nisiyat Kapayim. Chachamim say, no, Shacharit and Musaf, there is Nisiyat Kapayim, there's Birka Konim. Mincha Nila, Ain Bem Nisiyat Kapayim, but Mincha Nila, there's no Birka Konim. 
Okay, Man Chachamim, who in fact are the Chachamim? Rabbi Yehudahi, this is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, uh, as appears in the following Brightest. So that's the opinion we have in our Mishnah. We can have your Kakonim and all Omer. And this word I'm going to say is the Chachamim. Okay, there's one more opinion in the Brightest. Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Ni'ila, Yesh, Vanisya, Kapayim, Mincha, Ein, Vanisya, Kapayim. So he's a good opinion. He thinks Ni'ila does have Birka Kohanim, but Mincha he still maintains does not. Okay, so but my Kamifagis, so what are they in fact arguing about? What's the, what's the, the basis of this Machloket? Rabbi Meir Savar, Kol Yoma Ta'ama Milo Parse Kohani Yadahu Biminchata. This is sort of the point, right? Why is it that we don't Dochan during Mincha? So he says, every day, what's the reason the Chachami do not spread out their hands? Right? For. for uh, for Begogonim in Mincha, Bishum Shichrut, it's because of drunkenness, they are not allowed to do Birkakonim when you're drunk. And presumably, uh, people would have a meal like right around midday, and that's before Mincha time, and they could possibly drink wine or something like that, and therefore, they wouldn't be allowed to do during Mincha. Ha'idna, but now, uh, or like nowadays, meaning, uh, or in these particular days, like a shichrut, there's no uh, there's no shichrut in those situations, and therefore it should be perfectly fine to uh, do it on uh, mincha and also nil, I guess. Rabbi Yehuda Savar Shachar Dumusaf the Kol Yoma Lo Shchiach Shichrut Lo Gazru Burabanan. When it comes to shachrit the Musaf of every day, when it's not common to have drunkenness because you don't drink in the morning, so the Rabbanan felt no need to make a gzera uh, in general. But mincha and ni'ila, the koyoma shchicha shichrut, but for mincha and ni'ila, where normal days, and every normal day there is shichrut, right? or at least there's a possibility of it, therefore, gazru bahu rabbanat, they made a gazera um, not to allow birkakonim anytime there's mincha and ni'ila. I mean, you're right, on the fast day, there's no one's eating at all. So you can't be drunk on the fast day. But you know what Rebbe says? Let's just make it simple. You're never going to have duchening during mincha or in the ilah, and then everyone, no, no, no one has any questions. But no, it makes mistakes. The ilah is never Ah, so very good. So Rabbi Yossi Savar, mincha de ita bekol yoma. So mincha, he says, which exists every single day, so gazu barabanan. So that makes perfect sense. The rabbanan make a gzera ben mincha. It makes sense even on the fast day. But ni ilah de leta bekol yoma, but ni doesn't exist at all, as Andrew Arkin pointed out. Lo gazu barabanan. So that's why the rabbanan didn't make a gzera specifically for ni ilah. So baruch shikivanta. You wouldn't, that's the point. You wouldn't be allowed to. Rabbi Meir says, I don't care. Like, I'm just, you know, it's, so it's fine. He's very practical. Are you drunk or not drunk? If you can't get drunk, we're okay with it. Just do Birka Kona. Rabbi says, no, I'm worried much more about Gezeira. So, Shachar, you know, so Shachar and, uh, and Mosef were good. Mincha and Ni'ila, I don't care. Just, we're going to make it clear. Afternoons, no one, no one does Dochling in the afternoons. Just makes a much, it's a much simpler rule. And Rabbi Yossi is like Andrew, which says, Look, I understand mincha because that can be confusing. Which day is like not everyone, that can, you know, if you know the reasoning, so you understand it. But if you don't pay attention to the reasoning, it gets confusing. Well, how come Sundays there's mincha, there's duchening, and Sundays there's no duchening? I don't understand mincha, yes, no, not sure what I should do. But ni'ilah, who's going to be confused by ni'ilah? Like there's only, you know, ni'ilah is only going to be on fast days, essentially, so there should be no reason. So that's the three word machloket. Rabbanan Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Rav Halachak Rabbi Meir. So uh, the Rabbanan said, I'm oh, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Amar Rav Yudah Amar Rav. Rav Yudah said the name of Rav. Halachic Rabbi Meir. Okay. Meaning that you would do Birkakonim all fourth filot. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Nahagu Ha'am Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yochanan says, anyone say Halachic Rabbi Meir, it's Nahagu Ha'am Rabbi Meir. The people practice like Rabbi Meir. 
And Rav Amar Mina Karabi Meir. He says the Minak is like Rabbi Meir. Okay, so that's a very strange thing. You probably haven't seen that. That's a very unusual sort of sequencing. Like halacha, nahagu ha'am, minhag. What does that mean? Kamara says like this. Man de amar halacha karabi meir, darshina la bepirka. The one who says, like, the halacha is like Rabbi Meir, that means we can darshan that at the shear. At the, when you give the public, uh, a public shear, you can uh, proclaim that the halacha is like Rabbi Meir. That's what it means to say halacha like Rabbi Meir. Mandamar Minag, if you say the Minag is like Rabbi Meir, Midrash lo Darshina, we're not going to be Darshaning, we're not going to give it, which will declare the halacha to be the way, but Oruye Morina, but we will Being If a community were to ask us, can we do that, you know, let's say, at Mincha, so we would inform them, yes, you can, and point us Rabbi Meir, like Mincha and the Ila, you can also have your Kakonin. Uman to Amar Nahagu, and the opinion that says we practice that way, Oruye lo morinan, you won't even pass in the Shiloh. If someone asks you, you'll say, nah, you don't really do it. But vi avid, avid, velo If they did it, they did it, we're not going to make them go back. Okay, so that's the, that's the different uh, hierarchy in terms of halachi uh, Meir, Nahagu, and Minag. Minag seems to be nothing at all. It just seems like we wouldn't, like Bidiyad, we wouldn't make them not do it. That's Nahagu, Nahagu, correct. Is it, is it Nahagu we try to tell them to do it? It means the people do it. It means the people do it, but, you know, look, Rabbi Meir says you can do it, right? So, like, we're not going to get too excited about it, but they did it. We're going to leave them alone. We're not going to get too excited about it. The opinions also just kind of seem the same. What, uh, Minhag and, uh, and, uh, and like, uh, no, so it's different. It's like, do I make an effort to, like, give a shear to actually tell people this is what you should be doing. Like communities, I want you to do this. This is a halacha. You should be trying to have Birka Kwanim during Mincha and the Elah. Do I do that publicly? I, I, I don't do it publicly. But if you wanted to ask me, if you had an idea to ask me about it, right, then maybe I would say, okay. This actually, it's interesting. I mean, you don't, you don't see this in so many areas of halacha, but you can certainly see, I, I'm trying to think of, an, of a halacha that would be like a similar type of thing. Let's say, for example, maybe an issue of like... Um, I don't know, let's say like a contemporary issue, but like maybe like carrying a safer Torah through the women's section. Mm-hmm. So would you give a shear that says you should, like, doff that you should carry a, a safer Torah through a women's section? So some people might say, yes, you should. I mean, what do you mean? Of course, equality. Why would I not do that? Like, given an opportunity, of course I should do it. And people would say, look, I'm not going to give a shear that says you should do it. But if a community came to me and asked me the question, I'd say, yeah, sure, of course. And then that person would say, look, I'm not going to, like, if you came to me and tell me, I'll, I'll say, I don't think it's a great idea. But you know what? If you tell me that there's a shul in the community that's doing it, am I going to get upset about it? I'm not going to get upset about it. Right, so, that's like an, right, so I think that's an issue. Maybe that's a possible parallel, right? It's not quite the same thing, but I think it's like along the same lines. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, who says that Nahaguham, Rabbi Meir, what does he think the ideal halakha should be? Oh, that's a good question. It's not, it's not really clear. It's not really clear. Um, it's not really clear. Like all the way, like Rabbi, right? All the way, like Rabbi Huda, or like Rabbi Yossi, the middle one. It's not so clear. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's go on. Rav Nachman Amar Halacha Karabi Yossi. Okay. And Rav Nachman says the Halacha is like Rabbi Yossi, which is our middle position, right? Which is that you're gonna. Um, be allowed to duchen during the ila in addition to shachris and mosaf, but not during mincha. Correct? The halacha karabiyosi, and the halacha is like rabbiyosi that we don't have berakonim during mincha. Where says, "Well, that's very nice that you said that." The but nowadays my time a parsekani yadai b'mincha But we, we clearly see the gemara that the people do it. So nowadays, what's the reason that kohanim are parase their hands? They spread their hands. They they are do berakonim during mincha the fast day. 
So what's the reasoning? It says like this, Since they're spreading their hands out, since they're doing the Begulim very close to sunset, it's like Tfila Okay? Um, and therefore they allow it. Okay? So it's saying basically like it's not necessarily the Tfila that is the focus in terms of our practical behavior, but it's the timing of the Tfila. So if you daven mincha earlier in the day, like by mincha gedola, like the way we normally daven mincha, so you wouldn't have birka kohanim. If you do it later, closer to shkia, then you can do birka kohanim. And this actually is halacha lamaisa in Eretz Yisrael, depending on where, depends on the shul, but in many shuls, if you daven earlier on the fast day, there will not be birka kohanim. You know, in many places they daven mincha later in the day, closer to shkia, there will often be birka kohanim. So that's a practice you see, you'll see in, in Eretz Yisrael. Um, in in Chutz where there's no Birka Kohanim, so I think everyone does say, you know, uh, you know, like, you know, when they just say, that, just say it out loud without the Kohanim actually doing it, I think everyone says it in all Minchas on the fast day. Okay? Because I mean, it's a relic, I guess, right? It's, a, it's, it's, right? it's just sort of mentioning it, and there's no issue of drunkenness, theoretically, although you don't normally do it during Mincha. Okay. Gemara says, Everyone agrees, nonetheless, that a drunk person is not allowed to do Birka Kohanim. What's the source for this? Where do I know this? Why is there a juxtaposition between the parsha of a Kohen Mivarech, when you have the Birka Kohanim, to the parsha of Nazir and parsha Naso? That's the comparison. It just as a Nazir is not allowed to drink wine, so to a Kohen who is Mivarech is also not allowed to drink wine. We'll get there, we'll get there. Not exactly the same thing, but that's, that's exactly the next line. I mean, not precisely, but the same idea. Two guys predicting the next line of Gemara in one day. That's pretty amazing. So Avod Rabbi Zera asks, is a question based on logic, right? So it says, Are you going to tell me that just like a Nazir is not allowed to eat the pits, of, so to the, the Kohen also can't eat the pits of a grape and then Dukhan afterwards? But if he eats the pits of a grape, then he's like, he's puzzled from, uh, that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy. That's no way that's true. So Amr Abiyatzak, Amr Kra, L'sharto ulabarech bishmo. There's another puzzle that says, L'sharto, to serve him and to bless in his name. That's what the coins does. Ma misharet mutar b'chartan. Just as someone serving in the Beit HaMikdash is permitted to do so, even after having consumed the pits of a grape. Af kohen mevarech mutar b'chartan. So the kohen mevarech also is permitted to eat those things. Oh, that's the case, says the Gemara. Well, once you're comparing it now, you're comparing the Kohen to a person serving in the Beit HaMikdash, meaning to the Avodah, well, just like a Mesharit can't be a Ba'amum, or you can't have a blemish, a physical blemish in serving the Beit HaMikdash, so so too, Af Kohen Mivarech Ba'amum Lo. So so too, a Kohen who wants to be the Birka Kohanim also can't be a Ba'amum. So, right, it works in the other direction. Where it says, no, hi, it's Gashla Nazir. Nope, but you have the comparison. It's, it's, a, it's juxtaposed to Nazir, which sort of like, because the Nazir also doesn't have an issue with being a Baal So the Gemara says, okay. So, Umay Chazi Demakshat Lakula Akish Lachumra. So, how did you know, like, what did you see that made you make these juxtapositions for leniencies? Maybe you should make the juxtapositions for stringencies. I mean, we said, on the one hand, the Kohen. It's similar to the Nazir, or it's juxtaposed to the Nazir, which tells you you can't drink wine, right? You can't, have, you can't be drunk. On the other hand, um, when it comes to the other issues, the Chartzan and the Ba'amun, we said, well, for the Chartzan issue, right, eating the, the, like the, the, pit of the, the seeds of the grape, 
he is not like we don't say he is like the Nazir, which would be Usr. We say he's like the uh, person who is Misharet, who's serving the Beit Hamikdash. And for Baal Mumish, we say he's not like the Misharet; he's like the Nazir. Well, maybe you should just flip it and be more machmir on both sides and say if he's a Baal Mum, he can't do it, and if he's eating Chartanim, he can't do it. Mar says um, it says as follows. Asmachta ninhu midirabanan, because fundamentally this is really just an asmachta midirabanan ulakula, meaning this is really not really a, a drush, a real drusha that we're deriving from the from the halacha. It's really just an issue midirabanan that we're like hanging on the psukim, lenient type of idea. So we're be lenient about these particular things. Okay, so we'll stop there.